Bishop Johnson, Bishop Johnson. No, man, this Dr. Johnson is fine. I will bless the Lord at all times because he's good. Hallelujah. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness of rub and them that dwell therein. Let me go on notice right now to give you a disclaimer because I'm going to lose my mind today because I have one of the most renowned men intellectually, spiritually, uh, the next dimension university college here, uh, the chancellor himself, Dr. Joel McLeod. And we're going to do our regular dance around introductions. And then we're going to go ahead and begin to uh, talk. Welcome, sir. I'm excited. I am so excited to be here. I'm delighted to be here as well, uh, Dr. Johnson. It's a, always a privilege to fellowship around the word of God and to talk kingdom. So I'm going to stand, stand by on the edge of my seat. Praise God. <laughs> I want to see what the Lord is talking doing Talking kingdom. Well. <laughs> you step right into that. We're going to be talking kingdom because it's all about the kingdom of God. Yes. Amen. We have kingdom opportunities. Since you mentioned that word kingdom, we have kingdom opportunities. Yes. But the Bible says that God had given us, blessed us with keys to the kingdom. Yes, sir. Every man, boy woman and girl yes. at some point in their lives they got to realize that god is blessed and gifted with keys yes. to the kingdom yes. they are kingdom keys to be used in kingdom opportunities yes. to bless kingdom desires yes. and unless you are utilizing those keys with clean hands and clean hearts those keys will not work each and every one of us has a set of keys Amen. Amen. So let's 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 before I go too far down the road. <laughs> yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, We're sir. thankful and grateful for Kissing Me. K-I-S-I-M-E, kissingme.com. Go to the website. You'll find an array of products out there. Amen. Everything from a healthy lungs to Cordy X to Kennedy Coffee, which we have on display today. We have our Kennedy Coffee. Praise God. The Kennedy Coffee, the blue pack is the Help me, Holy Ghost. I'll get it. The blue pack is the cappuccino, and we call it cappuccino because it has the milk and cream added in. So it tastes like hot chocolate. I'm not a coffee drinker, but 22 years in the Marine Corps, I never indulged in drinking coffee. But since being a part of the company, praise God, uh, the, the cappuccino tastes like hot chocolate. It doesn't leave for me. I didn't like coffee film in my mouth, but the taste, it doesn't do that, praise God. And then we have, amen, the double espresso. The, the only difference between the two is that the double espresso, no cream, no sugar, it's straight, and you can make it as strong as you want. Uh, let me tell you why the coffee is so wonderful and important, because it has L-tani and cordyceps. Eltonai and Cordyceps are two of the main ingredients in these two uh, Kennedy coffees, along with, um, along with, oh, help me, Holy Ghost, caffeine, uh, caffeine praise God. I'm going to get it together. I'm going to settle down in a minute. Along with the caffeine. So you got Cordyceps, Eltonai, and caffeine. Uh, 75 milligrams of caffeine is more than enough for the average human being. And, and let me tell you, we're all average. So anything more than that, you can go to these different um, 
places that you get coffee from, and I'm not going to mention their names, but you can go and you can walk in and say, hey, I need five pump, 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 pump me up. You drink that and woof, you're good to go. But an hour and a half, two hours later, when you crash, crash you got a headache <laughs> exactly. and you're wondering where this excruciating headache comes from. Exactly. It's because too much caffeine. This has been a $3 million process uh, with Mr. Cantane, a man who's, who is the owner and chief executive officer of Kissimmee, $3 million in research to make sure that this blend is absolutely perfect. And why is it so? Well, the cordyceps, the eltonai, and the caffeine in an average daily dose, it goes to the five major organs in this body, praise God. Sometimes the spirit, I'm sorry, the physical sickness that we suffer, it's because one of these five major organs is not and not functioning at the level that it should be functioning at. And so the other organs have to overcompensate to a point. Now we're bringing down the overall performance. What the Eltonai does, what the Cordyceps does, and what the caffeine does and the blend that has been blended, amen, it gives each organ an opportunity to function at its optimum level so no organ is has to overcompensate because of the weakness of the other. And with uh, a cup of coffee uh, a day, or I, I'm not even going to put any number on it. Let me jump to the other. We have the Cordyx. The Cordyx is a capsule form with the same ingredients in it. And those ingredients in it, they do the same thing. So it's recommended that we, you take two a day. I've never taken two Cordyceps a day. One in the morning is good enough. If I take it in the after, matter of fact, my wife said, no, 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 you take one a day. Uh, I, you know, the Spirit of the Lord, we already pumped up, ready to go, energized, because this is the day that the Lord has made. We're always going to be going to rejoice yeah. and be exceedingly glad in it. Uh, one testimony from Dr. Harden, Dr. Harden, uh, 25 year, he was a 25 year candidate with hepatitis B. It had logged his, his place in his uh, uh, stomach area, praise God, and it was there. Four or five months after introducing him to the Cordy X and he started taking it, he went to his yearly um, examination and his gastrologist, a man, called him back a few days later, the following week, come back in. He was concerned about what was going on, as we all should be when your doctors you take your physical uh -huh. and you get you called call back. back. You're like, oh boy, what's uh -huh. getting ready to happen now? Uh -huh. And so anyway, he, he, he came back and praise God, he said the hepatitis B is gone. It was in a, in a particular place in his uh, intestinal system, but it was, it was gone. And he said, she said that there's no cure for hep C or hepatitis B, but the Cordy X, the Cordy X, mm -hmm. Dr. Harden contributed that to the Cordy X and you can call him up. You know him. He'll testify of it. He'll share. He's testified of it openly anyway. So praise God. This works. Yeah. So if you need a little energy and I'm talking about not only energy, it helps your focus. It helps your concentration and it gives a light boost. And we can we all um, have different patterns and different things that we do during the day. But according to who you are and what you do, the uh, cordyceps, the eltonai and the uh, caffeine, it gets inside of your body and messes with your body 
chemistry. And then it gives you a lift based on what you need. And you can feel a slight lift, the slight pep in your step on a daily basis. So uh, Kissimmee, K-I-S-I-M-E. And Mr. Cantain, amen, CEO and owner. He is a sponsor, amen. And he sponsors us here, sponsors me here at the Living Health Quality. And of course, this is where we talk about the different things. There's an array of products out there, but this is also where he's given uh, us, the body of Christ, a platform, amen, that we can be used. This wonderful studio, uh, the set that you're viewing and where you sit is because Mr. Canteen's large, large heart and open to the body of Christ. That's okay. Great. Hallelujah. Thank hallelujah. you, Jesus. That's Got all that stuff out. Now we're getting ready to go to work. Let's <laughs> go to work. Who do we have in the studio today with us? We have Dr. Joel McLeod. He is the chancellor of the Next Dimension University. Praise God in Southern California, but also in San Diego, also in Rancho Cucamonga, also in Gardena. We are uh, uh, excited that, and I've got to get rid of those ahs. We are excited that over 1,200 students everywhere, amen, has been trained under your leadership. It's because of you. 1,200? No, 2,000. 2,000. Hallelujah. We've graduated 2,000. We graduated 2,000. The last graduation was held at the church that everyone in the United States of America that knows anything about church, it was held at the West Angeles Cathedral. Amen. Church of God in Christ. Amen. The house that the Bishop Charles Edward Blake, along with the amazing miracle of God, built for the Church of God in Christ. Yes. That's where that commencement service was. It yes. was done in grand fashion. Yes. It was excellent. It was, it was star-studded event that was orchestrated and mandated under the direction of this great man of God. And he's done great things in his life. It's about time that we just celebrate Dr. Joel (laughs) McLeod because many of us, many of us are the proud recipients of Uh, him and who he is and how he has walked his journey. So let me give you a little bit here because we need to, y'all need to know this man. Degrees have been deferred on the likes of Fred Hammond, uh, Dr. Frederick Price Jr., uh, Janet Du Bois, uh, Yolanda Yolanda Adams, hallelujah, Randall Cunningham, Judd Maybelline Ephraim, praise God, the Bishop Noel Jones, hallelujah, Pastor Cecil Murray, praise God, Jack Hayford, and and to include myself and countless others. This man wanted to make sure that intellectually the word of God gets out in a spirit of excellency where the spirit of God can really begin to move. I'm talking about he's for the big man and the little man. Let me explain what I mean. There's about 12 of us that was in Oceanside and he found out we were interested. We were all active duty or retired military personnel. He found out that we were interested. He resurrected a satellite campus in Oceanside. Mm -hmm. And he sent wonderful, brilliant instructors. But guess what? He came himself also. (laughs) That was a minute ago. This is the man. Hallelujah. And I know that as I have a story, there's many other countless stories out here today. So we got all that stuff out the way. Come on here. We ready to go for a ride for real. Hallelujah. Uh, Dr. McLeod, yes. since 2020 and this um, this this pandemic and uh-huh. everything that's been around and surrounding yes. this, you yes. are a prophet and you are a priest. 
You are a man of God. Yes, and sir. I need you to tell how you felt or give us whatever God has given us to, for uh, to help us. Because you see, there's CNN, mm -hmm. there's uh, CNBC, mm -hmm. there's uh, all those other radio stations uh -huh. and all that other pollutant coming out into our spirits. Mm -hmm. Come on and cleanse us with the word of God today. However, yes. however, the Lord leads you. All right. There's, there's a passage I was trying to locate it. But the scripture says, you know, not that I'm sufficient of myself to think anything as of myself. Yeah. My sufficiency is of Christ. Yes. Who have made us able ministers of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Not of the letter, for the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. Oh, hallelujah. I use that passage because it starts off that not that we're sufficient of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So appreciate all the accolades and all. I knew you were going to tear it down. That's why I put it up there. You can go ahead and tear it down. You can go ahead and tear it down, but it's up there. It's the house that no, God no. built in you. Yeah, but it's, you, know, you know, it's all right to give you a resume because I saw yeah. that in the text. You know, the Bible said regarding David when he came to, to Saul, yeah. he told Saul, he said, Saul, uh, I only got two, I, I'm paraphrasing. I only yeah. got two yeah. items. I only got two points on my resume. Uh -huh. <laughs> only two points. Yeah. Know? So he gave he gave Saul his resume. He said, I killed a lion uh -huh. and I killed a bear. That's only two points. <laughs> so it's all right sometimes to submit your resume. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. But um uh, you know, I, I I watch and I observe uh contemporary clergy give um or you know, they announce they they um have great pride in their titles, you know, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. I'm apostle so and so and so and so. Um, and but the my desire and what I gravitate to is what is resultful and what, what gets the job done. I'm looking at uh, Moses according to Joshua one. Uh, it says Moses, my servant, is dead. <laughs> Therefore, uh -huh. Joshua, you arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people. So you have apostles, you know, that can't split, you know, uh, their bathtub if it's filled with 18 inches of water. And you have Moses, the servant, who parted the Red Sea. Okay, <laughs> so, come on. So, so, so which one you want? So my thing is, as a servant, mm -hmm. you're doing the works. Mm -hmm. The same thing we say, talk about in uh, Christianity and in this in the scholastic realm and in our biblical studies and there at the college at Next Dimension University, it's better to do the work of a doctor than just to have doctor on your name and no works to follow. Uh-oh. See, Ooh. so um, that's a big deal for us, uh, just doing the work. Mm -hmm. And he who's great among you, the text says, let him be mm -hmm. your servant. Wow. He who is chief among you, let him be your minister. Yes. And yes. so, uh, because in the end, you guys, 99% of Dr. McLeod equals 1% of God. <laughs> and so I'm working on my disappearance act. Well, so that praise you, So that you'll know that God is in the house. Yeah. Uh, what did John the Baptist say? I must decrease that. He might increase, right? Thank so you, I stick with those principles. But all of that said, uh, I appreciate the invitation and the introduction, uh, Dr. Johnson, and um, I'm glad to be here. Praise Regarding uh, the issue with the pandemic, I wrote a book uh, during the pandemic, and it's wow. called God's Plan for His People During the Pandemic. 
it's kind of straightforward. <laughs> and um, it just really talks about uh, this window of time, even though it was uh, instrumental in um, er eradicating the lives of over 500,000, this window of time have been uh, somewhat um, advantageous to a, many because many were on, even the church community was on a slippery slope. Yes. And and God just gave us a real worldwide reality Wake up, check. Wake <laughs> A worldwide reality check. Yeah. You know, you know, we Everybody was touched. Yes. And so it shut us all down. I, t I took it personally. I really felt that God was shutting the world down to get me right. <laughs> well, yeah, I hear and, that. Uh, and, and get me on, get me on the kingdom focus. Yes. Even yes. though sometimes you're on that treadmill, you think you're doing the Lord's will and you're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. But you're really like Martha. You're mm. busy and cumbersome about a whole lot of stuff. Wow. Uh, but it was Mary that was sitting mm -hmm. at the, at, kneeling at the feet of Jesus, taking in the anointing. Right, And right. so I, I saw the church, be, you know, in my estimation, let me qualify that with a disclaimer, mm -hmm. getting stale, getting okay. sterile, sterile, stale, and sour. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and God just, uh, I believe, supernaturally intervened and uh, gave us another opportunity to redeem ourselves. First yeah. time God yeah. redeemed us. This time we got to redeem ourselves. Mm -hmm. So just like the analogy of the basketball game, there is halftime, and God, God got a great plan for us after halftime. Okay. So the okay. halftime of all of our lives, you know, we we were interrupted by uh, a shutdown, you know, a lockdown, and it's how you maximize that time and that opportunity is what's going to determine your post-pandemic status. Wow. And so I am thrilled. I was in the laboratory for a whole year. If I knew that I could produce books and magazines and films and all of that, if I just shut down the world, I would have done that a long time ago. Wow. Great <laughs> my, lesson. my resume of books, I, I, someone was just t talking to me about this African clergyman that wrote a thousand, no, wrote 500 books. Wow. He's, he's well esteemed, and I can't call his name, but he wrote 500 books. I thought I was doing pretty good, you know, 30, 40 books or something like that. Quite a few of them are in 90 percentile, 80 percentile completion. Mm -hmm. Some of them are already circulating. But uh, you, you don't know what is doable with the zoe, the life of God that is in you, until you introspect, first of all, shut down the, the, all of the stimulation around you that is zapping your time. Come on, You'll here. never discover uh, the Zoe, the life, the creative ability of God that is on the Come inside on. of you. Come on. Until something uh, catastrophic like this takes place. Yeah, where, I better listen. Where you are forced to introspect. Because, you know, before, before introspecting, you had too many... Uh, engagements, too many indulgences oh, wow. that are out there. The beggarly elements entertain your time and, yes. and uh, just pulled you away from the things of God. But when you on shutdown, God will take you in his laboratory. And that's a fine place to hang out. I love hanging out in God's Ooh. laboratory. <laughs> you get so many downloads yeah, in God's yeah. laboratory. Mm -hmm. And the downloads is for you first. 
So yeah. you should come out a better person yeah. in character, a better yeah. person uh, as you begin to evolve in your purpose, a better wow. person uh, in terms of becoming more purpose uh, resolved and yeah. more purpose resolute. Uh -huh. and, and you get that when you're quiet. You get that when you shut down the world's uh, you know, um, time zappers. Yeah. You, you get that. And so I, I, I enjoyed this window. I'm not enjoying the pandemic. I'm not giving credit to the pandemic, but I am giving credit to this window of time that I was able to not reset because you guys reset is just unplugging the TV and you end up with the same channels. You well, end up with the same programming. Come on, come I'm not on. trying to reset. God is recalibrating. That's, okay. the, that's the operative in time post-pandemic, mid-pandemic, and post-pandemic term is to recalibrate, let God change the wirings so the thinking so, changes. Yeah, change the wiring. <laughs> yes, sir. Change the wiring. <laughs> yes, sir. Wow. The Zoe. Yeah, the life of God. I've come that you might have life, John 10 and 10, and that you might have it, the one translation says, a sea of life. So the life of God, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? Yes. Uh, the Bible says, you, you know, if you believe on me, 738 John, if you believe on me, as yes. the scripture has said, scripture said, out of your belly shall mm. flow life. Right. But we stopped up, you know, we're, we're, we're constipated with the life of God. We're stopped up. <laughs> and God want to unleash, release and unleash his Zoe flow out of us. But uh, we allow life's beggarly elements and engagements and entanglements to impede that process. And I'll so, tell you, this has yeah. been, this, this is a time I am ex so excited about being here. So many things dancing around in my head, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to move to this particular point, And that is one of the things that the spirit of God spoke in my spirit is whatever you do, while you're in this time, that's what you're going to look like when you come out. Very good. When you come out. And so being in quarantine with the spirit of, of, of God, you know, I have this thing and I'm, I'm glad because you're my teacher. You're teaching me now. God be the glory. Uh, I have this thing where I say, you know, when we go to sleep, we sleep. The spirit of God doesn't sleep and he does not slumber. Right. But in relationship to that, when I go to sleep with God on my mind, there should be a revival taking Absolutely. place, a revival taking place. So when I wake up in the morning because of the revival that because the spirit of God doesn't sleep, he doesn't slumber and the spirit of God in me doesn't sleep, Absolutely. doesn't slumber. So as I rest in him, I should wake up revived and I should be able to experience the steadfast love of the Lord never Changes absolutely, and his mercies never cease to end. Yes, because of resting with him, I wake up renewed. Absolutely. So going into this pandemic, coming out, there should be a renewing. Absolutely, there should be a that's change. The word. That's the word too. The Bible says in Proverbs six and twenty twenty one twenty two, says that the, the law of the Lord or the word of the Lord, when you go, the word will lead you. Oh, when you sleep, the word will keep you. Woo! And when you awake. The word will talk to you. So that's Bible. So, um, uh, but what we got to do, we, again, the wirings have to change. Yeah. That's why one of the first things, talking about salvation and soteriology, the study of salvation. When we get saved, one of the first things we should do is Romans 12 and 2. 
you know, 12 mm. and 1 said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, but be not conformed to this world, but be renewed. Be renewed. By your mind. Yes. Let God renew your mind, because sometimes we are in the world and we bring the world into the church. Oh. Yeah. So we could, we could be saved, but not converted. Now, I know that that really kind of challenges a lot of, uh, of our theology, but Simon was like that in the book of Acts. Simon got, uh, you know, Philip was instrumental in helping him to come on the Lord's side. And they may even use the term converted, uh -huh. but technically he just came on the Lord's side. He was identifying with Christianity, mm -hmm. but he still had the world in him. He, was he used to be a sorcerer and he's bringing those sorcery uh, attitudes and behaviors into the church so much so that he wanted to buy the what he had dubbed the gift that was on Peter and John as Peter and John the Apostle Peter and John there in the eighth chapter of Acts was laying hands on uh, those that were being converted and he was laying hands on them and they were being filled with the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. and he saw this as what he was familiar with in the world yeah, 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 because yeah. he bewitched the people there in Samaria for a long time uh -huh. so that's all he knew that, that was his his mind was contaminated with worldly activities and worldly right, scenarios right, and right. worldly narratives right. and now he wants to bring those activities those narratives and those situations inside the church but he can't help himself he, he did not know yes, that yes. that's what he was doing and for many of know. us we used to be this we used to be that we used to be the other but guess what you God delivered you from uh, those used to be's right. <laughs> but you still have uh, you know, tendencies mm -hmm. towards that behavior, right. and that behavior needs to change. So likewise, and we have to be careful in that. Absolutely. So when you talk about, you know, so the, spi the spirit of witchcraft slips into the church. Oh, absolutely. And the individual may not really know it's operating in them because that's what they used to. And so there is a, a similarity uh, on both sides. Absolutely. Uh, with the person who is being uh, influenced by the spirit of error, that this is familiar and I can do this. And then on the other side, we who are looking, saying, well, it looks like it, so I guess it's okay. And that's how that stuff get into church. Yes, sir. And now we can, we can make that turn because we'll be turning the corner in our, in our, uh, uh, our flow, flow of conversation. We can go there. No, no, uh, it's always good to do salvation because salvation is very yeah. powerful. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a universal discussion. Um, I've been on that subject now, what we call soteriology, the study of salvation. Yes. And I've been really revisiting um, the mission of Jesus. I've been revisiting um, what salvation really entails and uh, the, what I call the finished work of Christ, what that looks like, and so that we could really uh, reflect the yeah. benefits of that finished work because yeah. uh, I count it. Uh, the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, I, I literally counted all the different areas and layers that we've been delivered from. And I think we're, many of us were operating out of a 116th salvation because I counted 16 layers. And we're okay with Jesus delivering us from sin, but there's grief, there's sorrow, there's esteem, there's abandonment, there all those things, <laughs> is iniquities. He's delivered us from all of those things, and we're, you know, we're still walking in those areas of bondage. Wow. And so we're, we're saved, but we're still bound. <laughs> Not free. <laughs> yeah, we're saved. We, you know, we accepted the Lord, and you know, God dealt, he dealt with our sin issue, but uh, we're, we're still sick. We haven't 
past that. We're still sick. We're still emotionally sick. We still allow our iniquities to run rampant in our lives. We still have esteem issues. We still got abandonment issues. We have grief issues. God has addressed every last one of those issues there in 53rd chapter of Isaiah. There's only 12 verses, so we really need to meditate and get a rima, a rima, a revelation, an understanding, mm -hmm. um, an enlightenment, a eureka on 53rd Isaiah because that's talking about our Messiah. Yeah. And it's talking about how he went to what he what he's going to deal with as he goes to the cross and how he's going to exchange his blood, his DNA for our blood. So we should not be bleeding in any regard. We should not have any pain, uh, emotional or otherwise. We should not have hurt uh, because he he has dotted every salvation. I he has crossed every salvation T, but we are <laughs> still coming short. And we are really insulting the cross because in some instances we want him to go back to the cross because it, was, it wasn't enough for us. <laughs> it wasn't wow. Enough. And he's not going to do that. No. What, I, what I propose, too, in this salvation plan, um, of Bishop uh, Dr. Johnson, is that uh, it's not, ca not like catechism. It's not catechism because catechism, they get you ready to be presented. Yeah. And that's, a, that's in Catholicism. Yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. But I do think that you know it's just not a matter of a shaking of a hand that get people saved nowadays i really believe that people need to be uh they need to get an orientation an acclamation as to who jesus is what his mission was what salvation is all about and then uh now you are a candidate for salvation well you know i think <laughs> that that walks right into our generation of today who look at us and what we talk about, the power of the Holy Ghost and all those things, I believe that it's going to take that type of in-depth massaging of the spirit for them to have a true, a true relationship because yes. they want a true yes. in-depth yes. relationship. It's an information society that we're yeah. we're no longer yeah. in the horse and we buggy. To, yes. It's not agricultural. It's not the machines. Mm -mm. It's now information information and kids young people they'll have their phone and they'll truth check you fact check you <laughs> you could be talking in these churches nowadays preachers, you better know your business because these kids <laughs> you better know fact check you right you up there on the pulpit talking about the lord said they want to see what the lord said <laughs> they, they're gonna fact check you so this is an information society yeah. and, and i'm excited and they, about they, that. Want yeah. they, they want knowledge they want information yeah they yeah. so uh, well, I want to ask the question, how well has that been working for us? Just yeah. having them shake your hand or go down and <laughs> baptize. How well is that working? People get saved, they backslide, get saved, backslide, get saved, backslide, get saved, backslide. I'll tell you what, that it, has never been us. A plan. it has helped us to be counseling demons. Exactly. We have a counseling load uh, because they're not fully indoctrinated. Uh, the Holy Ghost has not been able to superimpose himself on the inside yeah, of this Yeah, flesh. they have the Holy Ghost, but do the Holy Ghost have them? Yeah, but I say he had not been able to superimpose <laughs> yes. himself on yes. the inside of this flesh yes. to push out everything out that's not like him. Yes. And so we've got to go back around that thing again. We need but to revisit that, it. But that is at the top. We are in this information system, and and we, in if Pastors, men of God, evangelists, wherever you're at, mothers and fathers, 
uh, just to hear the fact about information and packaging it and make it in a catechism form, for lack of better words, this is not Catholicism, no, but is. that catechism is something that you have to work through to get to. So even in the very fact, because we can't be saved unless the Holy Ghost draws. Absolutely. And in that drawing, then I feel the draw. But I felt this draw before. What's going to well, make well, how this do you, draw How real? do you make a commitment to anything, especially something you're committing your entire life to? Come on, Dr. McLeod. Without some kind of proper indoctrination, uh, Help acclimation, me, Move on it. orientation. Yeah, yeah. You've got to know what you're getting ready to commit to. got to work and, in that and, thing. And how I'm going to follow a leader I don't have a clue about. Well, and... <laughs> People, you don't give people degrees because they say they want it. Yeah, you exactly. got to come in there and put in some. You got to work. matriculate. Absolutely, yeah. you have to matriculate. We're not a paper mill. You have to matriculate. <laughs> the honorary doctors are different, but those those individual candidates qualify by their resume, by their life experience, and by recommendation. But for those who are uh, literally matriculating, going through classes by class, session by session, getting a grade, having a transcript, uh, yes you are not going to get a degree from Next Dimension University until you've completed the process. So likewise, in salvation, we just aren't really ready. We get emotional, you uh -oh. know, it's, it's, it's a sales tactic. And sometimes uh -oh. we gotta be careful because great uh -oh. preachers, great preachers are sometimes great salesmen. Uh -oh. <laughs> but what happened with the sales? Sometimes you, you buy something and they call it, what they call it? Uh, buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse. <laughs> <laughs> Come on here. You know something about Holy Ghost working. <laughs> Should I? Sometimes we buy something and we have buyer's remorse the next day. It's like, yeah. what did I do? What, what did, did I do? I didn't really need this. <laughs> or, and I believe sometimes we do that in salvation, in the salvation plan. Come on, teach. We just, yeah, we just teach. give a little kibbles and bits about Jesus, kibbles and bits about salvation, and then someone shakes your hand and make a lifetime commitment. It's no wonder they don't show up. It's no wonder that they keep falling off. It's no wonder because they didn't know what they were getting into. But we want the numbers to reflect, hey, we had a great time in church. Let's look down at our stat sheet. Uh, we had about 100 people come to church. Come on, We had Dr. about McLeod. 20 to get saved. Come on. And that's what, it, 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 some of those numbers, of course, we always fluff and inflate the numbers. Yes, yes, yes. But the, but, hey, Doc, how many are you pushing? <laughs> but we've, we've got to become, you know, deal with our iniquities. That's what it gets Mr. back Mr. Cantain, how are you, sir? That's what it means, uh, Dr. Johnson. we got to deal with our iniquities because if leaders don't deal with the iniquities, we're really not going to be whole enough. Uh, to address the, the infirmities, the weakness, uh, the, the, the sinner status of people. We won't do that because we're, we're projecting who we are, right? We're projecting our own weaknesses, Infecting. our own iniquities, our own frailness. So we, we got to get right, right? Uh, we got to address, the, David put it like this in uh, Psalms 51, said, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy love and kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquities and cleanse me from my sins. For I acknowledge, you know, yes. and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and the only of our sin done this even in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when I speak as clear of thy judges. Behold, thou desires truth in the yes. inward part and in yes. the hidden part. Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. So that's what God, God judge 
our spiritual condition more than he judges our actions. Say it again, He please. judges our character our because character. anybody can have a bad day. Anybody can yeah. fall off for a minute. Yeah. But God knows where you are in character. He knows where you are in your spiritual status. And that's more important to God than you making a mistake or you doing something out of premeditation or you for he looks at your entire resume and uh, your entire resume don't reflect that you have a preponderance or you you are uh, uh, often and frequently falling off you follow me so likewise with if we don't address that we're not going to address those that God bring under our covering under our banner under our influence those that are wanting to be mentored by us what we have and who we are is going to be projected what we have and who we are and the things that we have not addressed that are internal we're going to regurgitate on those that are our following those that are that we're influencing those that are our understudy uh if we don't address uh our inner chamber we're going to we're going to vomit uh, those weaknesses and frailties upon the lives of those that God has destined to cross our destiny pathway. You have been totally immersed and rewired in the laboratory over this time, God's plan for his people during the pandemic. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm going to get it. Yes, I am. Well, when you talk, you mentioned servant. Uh, when you say servant, leadership can you just kind of mm. yeah jesus was a servant leader wasn't he absolutely he was in the mix he wasn't mm -hmm. just sitting in some high uh, ivory tower you know he i, I think it was just a, a once or twice you, uh, you see jesus visiting the synagogue <laughs> jesus, jesus had a street ministry hallelujah <laughs> he was, was out outreach <laughs> he was into <laughs> outreach he, he was a, he didn't even stay in one city long yeah <laughs> he, praise he god he went from city to city Jesus and he dealt leader. with the paupers he dealt with the Pharisees. He dealt with the Sadducees. He, he dealt with the men of law. He dealt with everybody. Amen. Uh, and, but he was, he was on the move, a body in motion, laws of physics. Yeah. Body in motion is yeah. easily attractive, to, uh, more so than a body standing still. Hallelujah. So Jesus had kinetic energy. Jesus had people gravitating to him. People had an affinity to Jesus, and he had an affinity to people because of the mission and we are again that's why i venture to say that god has pushed the envelope during this pandemic <laughs> yeah we we got to outreach now we we, we got we, to. we have a worldwide ministry all you got to do is get on the social media and boom you are a worldwide ministry. that's right that's right you everywhere everybody i, I just opened up a church uh bishop johnson and uh I told everybody I got I got a mega church on the first day because <laughs> because I do I do um, you know virtual church mm -hmm. and with virtual church you got everybody coming in you got 7.7 .7 billion people on the planet 2.2 mm -hmm. .2 billion are uh, professing Christianity so um, hey mega church mega church because we refuse <laughs> to fulfill the commission. So we refuse to, to be we done. refuse to feel and I'm going to I'm just going to make a little Go I'm going to make on. a little <laughs> I'm getting ready to turn a corner here but we refuse to fulfill the great commission now the great commission is to go into all the world and preach right and while I'm on that subject that's our assignment as Christians our assignment go. as Christians has never was... been uh politics no our assignment you know is is, is our assignment is bible ticks not politics <laughs> <laughs> bible that's ticks. our assignment 
but um, the enemy is so strategically got into the household of faith. Come on here. And have divided the body of Christ, divide, divided. divided the church community yeah, on politics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But we got to stick with the book. We got to stick to the Great Commission. We got to stick to our assignment and not be sidebarred by these sidebars. Yeah. So I've heard, and with you, I have to bring it back down to my little, <laughs> you know, church work will kill you. Yes. Kingdom work will bless you. Yes. And we have got to be able to discern in your own place. Absolutely. In your own space uh, that you've got to be able to discern the chatter of the world and keep that stuff out uh, and be able to discern, amen, what God wants you to do. Yes, the church needs to operate, but church work has caused division in so many ministries because you got the, the choir against the usher, the usher against the choir and this and that. We have all that calamity going on and it just came up into the nostrils of God, I believe, as a stench and something had to happen. Yes. And so we have an opportunity now to, to do it. No, 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 not do it again because we might repeat it. Can't do that. But we got to move forward. And I've heard, I just heard in my travels, I can't wait till we get back. No, 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 no. There's no God's return to normal. Gone. There is no then, getting yeah, back. You're defeating you the whole purpose. Forward. Yeah, you're defeating the purpose if you're trying to return to normality. Normality is what got us here. <laughs> well, no, normalcy is what got us here. Normalcy. What is? How does? Who? How? To who or to whom was that beneficial to? Oh, no. <laughs> Why do we want to return to that which was not beneficial to the kingdom? It wasn't beneficial to a certain body of people. <laughs> Why do I want to? I don't want to revisit normalcy. We got to change. We got to change this. <laughs> now, wait, 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 wait. Reshuffle these cars, man. <laughs> I don't want that same hand. Whoa. <laughs> reshuffle. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, you wait. You want to give me the same. Now. That's why we don't want to reset. I don't yeah. want to start over at the same channels, the same TV. Uh, matter of fact, give me a bigger screen. Well, <laughs> I want different programming. Well, <laughs> I want different wiring. Okay. I want to think differently. Okay. okay. Because the thinking that I've been utilizing, my cognitive have been, uh, you know, subpar to where God really wants me. I'm so, trying to sit so down God, here. So God has given us a, a 15 minute, what's the halftime, and, and uh, using the basketball analogy, I think it's like 15 <laughs> minutes, not including all the commercials, yeah, yeah. 15 minutes uh, a break to cogitate and get a sila, get a rhema on the next half of your destiny. Well, and so you, you, you're not going to do it the way you were doing it because you were putt-putting along on the freeway of life, and well, God wants you to accelerate he wants you to go towards uh the destiny that he has given you come on without without the fear without the reservation Speak holy without ghost the apprehension with all, all of these uh iniquities that's why we got to leaders in particular leaders you got to address your iniquities because as you know when the scripture says right there Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2 and 2 uh um oh no no Hosea 4 and 6 where it says uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge we got to read that whole text. <laughs> we got to read the whole text. It says, like priests, like people. He wasn't yes, even talking yes. to. He wasn't even talking to the members of the church. <laughs> right. He was talking to the priests because the priests they were slopping on wine and carrying on, and they were doing all kinds of crazy things. Yeah. And God is saying, hey, when y'all carrying on, that's going to trickle down to the congregants. So y'all got to clean up your act. And so this is a leadership. Uh, um, 
um, halftime, to be honest with you, because yeah. uh, the leaders get it right, uh, that ministry is going to trickle down to the congregants. Yeah. And uh, that yeah. whole, the whole thing there in um, the pastoral epistles, 1st, uh, 2nd Timothy, book of Timothy. Titus, mm -hmm. God is talking to leaders. To leaders. Talking to leaders to study, to show themselves approved unto God. He's talking to leaders about, you know, uh, um, if you desire the office of a bishop, you desire a good thing. He's talking to leaders about the whole, it's, it's just a leadership book. So God is addressing leaders. When the leaders get it right, then they're, they're going to be spokesmen mm -hmm. uh, to the congregants and they too will will have the model and the template for doing it right as uh the scripture says in first timothy 4 and 12 be an example be an example, be an example to the, be a template to the be believers uh -huh. dr mcleod i i must do this because i must do this all right i've heard this term the new normal and when i heard it i said how is man going to talk about a new normal when my Bible tells me that there's nothing new under the sun. Yes. How about this, what's taking place here? There's nothing new. There's nothing normal about it. How about we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? And let's move on and let him add to and let him lead us in the direction where he wants us to go. When well, I say new normal, what? what? Well, see, uh, religion... Uh, secular humanism <laughs> looks like religion. Secular humanism uh, wants all the benefits of God without God. Secular humanism think that, uh, according to Maslow, Abraham Maslow, triangle of needs, think that you could actualize without God. Mm. Secular humanism is the uh, pseudo God. It's a false ah, God. Yes. And uh, if we try to talk the language of the world, we might be accepted. Yes. But when we talk the word of God, uh, they'll call you religious. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to be religious, but you know, there's either God way or your way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What way you are? <laughs> you know, choose you this choose day. You this and day. I, I venture to say that most of our society is even now. You know, we we are a we are a selfie society. You know, we are selfie. Everybody's selfie, 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 selfie. <laughs> <laughs> We're a selfie society. Go and, ahead. And that's that's an abomination. It's 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 idol worship. It's really idol worship. You are putting yourself uh, in the spotlight uh, and not not God. You know, it's it's a form of narcissism. You know, Narciss yes. was so uh -huh. caught up in himself yes. that he was so fascinated. He looked into the pool, saw his reflection. And some scholars say he looked for 24 hours. Some scholars said he looked for 48 hours nonstop at his reflection. But uh, that's the society. We're in a narcissist society. And, you know, people would like to say, well, the woman, she's bipolar and the guy is narcissist. No, I venture to say, Come on. I venture to say that the society, that spirit of narcissism uh -huh. is influencing society, male or female. And we have to uh, begin to redirect uh, God's plan uh, like you said, superimpose God's plan into our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to do it God's way. Um, and so if we're talking about a normalcy, I don't know what that looked like in terms of, because um, uh, you, you're talking about normalcy, everybody's going to have an opinion on that. Mm -hmm. But we have, we have a guide. We, uh -oh. we, have, we have a map. We have, <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have a, 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 a required reading. 
This is our required yes. life text right here. Yes, yes, yes. And so we're not going to veer off of the required life text and buy into your secular humanistic philosophy and say, well, you know, we were eating, we were drinking, we were being merry, we were, we were living on, uh, you know, beachfront house, we were there driving down Pacific Coast Highway, enjoying our lives, it, everything was footloose, fancy free, we were having a great old time. Bible said in the last day you're going to be eating, drinking, being merry, and taking their, I call, diabolical ease, uh, not recognizing the urgency of the hour, not doing the will of God, and God's word is nowhere in the mix. Wow. That's what normalcy was about, Yeah, absent yeah. of God. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I venture to say this whole thing just exploded in our face. So we don't want to go back to normalcy. Mm -mm. We, we want to push straight ahead, uh, including the... Uh, the uh, what the coach has, the coach has what kind of book? The the, the you know he the has playbook. The playbook. That's the word I'm looking for. The coach has a playbook, and in the playbook for the second half of your life, you've got to follow the coach's instructions <laughs> for the third quarter of your life, for the fourth quarter, and the potential over first overtime, the potential second overtime, the potential third overtime. You got to follow the coach's playbook. <laughs> Praise God. And the Bible is God's playbook for the second half of your destiny. So don't be dibbling and dabbling in tarot card reading. Don't be dibbling and dabbling in the zodiacs. Don't be dibbling and dabbling in, in some foreign religion. Don't be dibbling and dabbling in Scientology. Don't be dibbling and dabbling in all of the Christian counter uh, religions. Don't be dibbling and dabbling. And I just want to ask you the question. How is that working for you? How's that working for you? You're chanting, Nami, ring go, Nami, ring go. How is that working for you? <laughs> Let's stick with the playbook. Let's stick with the playbook. That's Dr. McLeod, we I'm celebrating the Holy Ghost here today. I am so, so, so uh, enlightened and encouraged. Now, I'm coming around the corner again. We have this schism, uh, racism, yes. a word uh, that the world conjured up uh, and has presented it to us. And so it's systemic. Uh, it's real. Uh, the world packages something and then gives it to us and and we accept we it. We sign off and we sign off on it. And I, I just I just I just but 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 um Oh, yes, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. I'm, I'm not going to go forward anymore. So I need this, this systemic racism, this thought, this, this thing, this black. Uh, the devil uses anything he can to be divisive, to cause us right. to separate right. in, in some type of way. And it seems like our eyes are closed sometimes. And we, we, we can't see it. Or we are beguiled. We are tricked and we're seduced and raped of the yeah. essence of who we are. Well, yeah, that's a big deal of mine. Uh, you don't want me to get on that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm militant. As a, well, you, you know, you got to look at Jesus. Jesus was extremely militant. He didn't come to take sides. No. Nope. He came to take over. That's and, right. Uh, he didn't come to, you know, uh, keep people on their feet. He uh -huh. came to flip us upside down. Right. And so I believe in doing it uh, God's way. So w whatever I get into, I'm passionate about it and I'm committed for life. Uh, and I'm very militant regarding the cause of equality, leveling the playing grounds, mm -hmm. uh, equal treatment under the law, um, fairness, justice, equity. I'm big on all of those nomenclatures. And so um, when you talk about uh, 
oppression and um, whether it's systemic or whether we, uh, well, it can be imposed upon ourselves, but we got to stop using that as an excuse also. But yes, let's right. address, yes, let's yes. address the oppression. 1038, 1038 Acts, uh, the Bible said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. So oppression is uh, pervasive. Oppression saturates the earth realm. Mm -hmm. uh, to those who are not um, understanding uh, the full counsel of God, those who do not understand the finished work of Christ, then they are victimized by oppression. But uh, there's oppression also of a people. Esther, you know, said, if I perish, I'll perish. But her calling was to her people. Paul's calling was to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Peter's calling was to the Jews. You know, well. so we have specific leaders that have specific calling to a specific people. And uh, with with when you study the genealogy, Old Testament genealogy, don't skip don't skip the genealogy because there's a spirit in every lineage. Hallelujah. There's a spirit in every lineage. Caleb uh, was a man of boldness. He was a man of courage, and you see that trickling down. Uh, his sons is gener in the generation mm -hmm. that are, is under the line of Caleb. And so there's a spirit that follows the generations. Mm -hmm. So it's important for us to study. Uh, don't skip the genealogy. <laughs> don't skip a lot the of genealogy. <laughs> you learn something in there. Yeah, you'll find the iniquities. The iniquities, yeah. if they're never addressed, if they're never uprooted, if they're never um, canceled, then they'll repeat mm -hmm. for the next generation. So you have those that have a predisposition to alcoholism, a predisposition to drugs, a predisposition uh, to waywardness, predisposition to whatever um, reckless behavior, yes. whatever. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. If yes. that's never addressed, it yeah. it have the tendency to move on to the next generation. But Christ have come to reverse all of that, mm -hmm. and that's why Fifty Third Isaiah is such a big deal. But now back to oppression, and back to a people, and back to racism. Okay, and systemic racism, where it's where it's uh, it becomes a part of the system. It yes. becomes a part of legislature. There you go. Uh -huh. <laughs> They're uh -huh. legislating um, uh, differential treatment. They're right. legislating, um, uh, you know, discrimination. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that's the reality. That's part of our past. Yes. Uh, and uh, it's it still exists. I, I I have to check that box. It yet exists, um, and legally, uh, we're doing what we can do. I, I was part of the uh, Black Lives Matter. I got arrested. <laughs> I, got, I got, we don't want to call her arrested. I got detained <laughs> for marching <laughs> uh, and addressing this issue, um, detained for about five hours. But I really believe in um, civil, civil disobedience and civil protesting and in order to get things done. So I'm a believer there. But um, this area of oppression, we can't control the mindset of the oppressor. Uh, yeah, we can't control that mindset. Mm -mm. Uh, you know, there's, 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 there's several characters, uh, there's several um, uh, situations that can be approached here. Uh, one, we can't do anything about it except for pray for those that want to enslave others and oppress right, others. Right, right. Uh, the other thing is, what about ourselves that have been affected by oppression, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. uh, the answer to that is God has designed us uh, with 
his greatness. He blew into the nostrils of man, and man or human, human. became a living soul. So yes. in our soul, we have all that it takes for greatness because the very pneuma of God has been breathed upon us and, mm -hmm. and causes us to walk on two legs. And so uh, we are standing erect and we are moseying around, uh, but we need to get delivered though from uh, just subsisting in life, yes. right? We're not Surviving. here to take in someone else's oxygen. We're not here uh, to take up someone else's space. We're here on purpose, for purpose, and by purpose. But now, so uh, you are complete, and the image that God wants you to have, regardless of what has been imposed upon you, yes. is uh, spelled out there in Genesis 1.18, uh, to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. Be fruitful, Hallelujah. multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. So we need to, uh, uh, you know, embrace that five-fold image of God in the earth and conduct ourselves in that manner and carry that air, that air that, that air. we could speak to a mountain, right? Mark 11, mm -hmm. 23. And the mountain have to be in submission to the, to the word of God and to who we are in the kingdom of God and to who we are uh, in the image of God uh, to dominate, not dominate one another, well, but to dominate uh, the elements that are counterproductive to the purpose and the call of God that is upon our lives. So, um, so low self-esteem, lack of self-confidence, low self-worth, all of these grieving and uh, all of these idiosyncrasies, all of these shortcomings, all of these weaknesses and frailties ought not to be named among believers who are blood-bought, who have been redeemed, Galatians 3, 13 and 14, from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, curses every man that hangeth on the tree, so that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, so we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We can't find our deliverance in politics. No. We can't find our deliverance in the system. Well, we can't find our deliverance in, in the secular come community. On, come on, come on. We can't on. find our deliverance through the judge, whether yes. it's the appellate court or whatever level of, of uh, judiciary that exists. We can't find our deliverance there. Our deliverance and our image is in the Word of God. And the Word, you're not perfect, you're imperfect, but God's Word is perfect. And so James says, when you look into the perfect law of liberty, the mirror, you'll see what your image really is and who God says you are. And this just obliterates the whole concept of low self-esteem, high self-esteem. Uh, is no self-esteem. Self-esteem is a psychological concoction. Yes, yes. Psychologist yes, yes, yes. concoction. Uh, Sigmund Freud used it and uh, mm -hmm. did a lot of his thesis in construct. But uh, the only esteem we should be looking for is God and how he esteems us. <laughs> Not how I esteem myself because I don't even know myself. I'm still finding out about myself. Still I got, I got, I got layers. I got onion layers <laughs> of, of, of me that I'm trying to peel back to find out what's really there at the core. And only the Holy Ghost can help me to understand who I really am beyond the Come layers. On. Beyond the, the layers. layers. So how am I gonna attach a worth and a value to myself? Unless the Holy Ghost mm. shows me that. Unless through the word of God, it shows me this is your image, this is your esteem, this is your worth. We try to find it at the psychologist's office. We try to find it at the in the counselor's seat. We try to find it on laying on the couch of the psychologist. Yeah. 
catalyst, yeah. Yeah. but it's not going to be found there. As a matter of fact, in some instances, they'll further complicate your life. That's they will right. further complicate. That's why I said. That's why the Bible says, uh, "Don't submit yourself to ungodly counsel, because it will tear up your marriage. It will tear up your relationship. It will tear up your life because you're you're giving them access to your soul. And the only one supposed to have access to your soul is God, the Holy Ghost, by way of His Word, by way of His Word, because He values His Word far above His name. So you, I got a lot to say." A little bit of time to say it, but hopefully, you know, this is a caught thing versus a taught thing. And the concept of it, the thesis of it, you will at least get and you'll be able to have that as a takeaway and know that there's more to what you've been exposed to uh, and more to what meets the eye as it relates to uh, this oppression, this racism. And God has an answer for you, but it's not a part from the playbook. <laughs> Let's get right back to the playbook. <laughs> back to the playbook. It's in the book. Yes, sir. It's in the book. Yes, no sir. matter where you are in your life, no matter what difficulties you've received from the opponents that you're facing in your life that the enemy has sent your way, you've got to know that there's a play. Oh, here's mine right here. There's a play <laughs> exactly. in the book Absolutely. that will address your need first, hallelujah, then that word will evacuate you, pull you out of whatever you have been immersed in for years. It'll pull you out of it. And Paul said it best, forgetting those things which were behind. Not that you don't remember, but the fact that when it comes up in your spirit, you can smile and say, God delivered me from that. He can't use it as a weapon to pull you back into low self-esteem, all the things that keep going around the mountain. Yes, this has happened to you. Yes, you've been raped. Yes, you've been abused. Yes, you've been persecuted. Yes, you've been ostracized. But greater is he who lives. Now, he's not living in you, well, you can't experience it. Exactly. But greater is he that lives his Zoa yes. in me huh? than he that lives out here. Exactly. And he will strengthen you. He will help you. He is a shield. He's a buckler. His love is encamped round and about us. And no weapon that's formed against us shall prosper. Absolutely. But I've got to receive it and believe it. Absolutely. Uh, what the mind can conceive and believe in your heart through the word of God. Yes. Makes you more than a conqueror. Yes. Saints of the Most High yes. God, we got to get it. Yes, sir. And we got to get it together yes. now. Because until the body of Christ, men of God, like what you see here, yoked together by the Spirit, not by natural means, but by the spirit of God to be able to pick up the phone and call the brother and say, brother, teacher, come sit. Let's talk. Let's share. We've got to be able to open up our hands and use our kingdom keys and open doors for each other. Amen. And when good. we do that, That's God good. gets the glory. That's good. God. That's good. 
gets the glory. And whatever racism, schism, ism that the world begins to concoct, it will not prosper. Absolutely it will not. be of none effect. We control this thing. We control it. <laughs> I've been living in this black skin for 66 years. All right. And there's been many times that the enemy has pushed him in, pushed himself into my life. 22 years in the United States Marine Corps, I treasured every minute of being part of the biggest Ku Klux Klan organization in the world. Wow. And God continually to stand up in me. And I, it would not have been, a, I could not have been able to do it apart from the excellency of Christ Jesus. Praise God. It hurts. I've had to cry, gone through, but everything that I experienced in life past prepared me for life present. Amen. And you the same. It's in the playbook. Amen. <laughs> the teacher is here with us today. The teacher is here with us today. You see us, but the teacher is the yes, Holy Ghost Holy that Ghost. speaks through us. Yes. And I thank and I praise God. Leaders, we must get rid of the iniquities. Yes. I stand down. Yes. I shut up. We thank God for all of the products, Mr. Cantane, and yes. everything he represents. And the Dr. McLeod is with us in the studio today, the Next Dimension University. Next Dimension. He, uh, the Next Dimension. Yes. Next Dimension. Next, Next Dimension is right. Next yeah. Dimension University. Absolutely. Praise God. So he's going to close, but I want us to hear what the Spirit of God spoke over us today, in us today, and through us today. Yes. That leaders, we've got to get rid of all of the iniquities that we have so we don't infect our people. Absolutely. The Holy Ghost reminded me in this confirmation, the Holy Ghost reminded me about a month or so ago. He said, son, one sin, one sin, one unrepented sin will keep you out of heaven. Well, Jesus, I've been praying and repenting and trying to do right. It just, the Holy Ghost just has a way of superimposing himself on the inside of us so we can turn up the awareness and the intensity of what we need to do on a daily basis because we still our brother's keeper. Yes. Dr. McLeod, Amen. you close in here. All right. Way. I just want to, can I invite them to know oh, the next yes. semester oh, university? Hey, this is, <laughs> this is happening. Yes, definitely want to let you guys know that um, we have to study. You know, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, a study to show yourself approved unto God. So we have an a institute of studying, an institute of education. I considered the uh, minister of education. Been doing this now for, my God. I've been perfecting uh, like biblical that. scholarship for 46 years and been developing Bible college over 30 years. And with Next Dimension University, we're going on our 14th year. We have produced over 2,000 collegiate all around the country. And uh, we're excited about the progress and the future. We want you to join the campaign. Our motto is we are stomping out biblical illiteracy globally. And we're also addressing just illiteracy, period, <laughs> because we want God's people to read the Bible, but some people can't read. So we want to address uh, illiteracy, period. So any of you that want to jump on that campaign and help sponsor and support literacy within the church community and outside the church community, 
you could reach us. Just go to our website at nextdimensionuniversity.com. That's nextdimensionuniversity.com, nextdimensionuniversity.com. Or you can give us a call at the toll-free number. That's 888-206-4344. That's 888-206-4344. And we'll love to expedite your enrollment into the university or answer any of the questions that you have regarding our associate, bachelor's, master's, doctorate, or honorary doctorate program. All right, I'm Dr. McLeod. Uh, it was a pleasure being on today with Dr. Gerald Johnson and being a part of this uh, living health, health, health quality uh, program and just to share and fellowship around the Word of God and these very important issues. With all of that said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give our benediction, and till the next occasion, we grant you God's speed. God will bless you and keep you as we together strive for the masteries that are in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Father God, we thank you for the anointing that destroys every yoke. We thank you for Dr. Gerald Johnson. Thank you for the studio, and thank you for this opportunity just to uh, proclaim and announce and pronounce and articulate the Word of God to your people. I thank you, Father God, that they had perhaps one or two or three takeaways today, something that they could tuck under their Bible belt or something that they can go home and chew on. Uh, give them a rhema, Father God, on the whole thesis of this class today or the thesis of this program today. Let them get a rhema that is a living word, a livable word as a result of meditating on those things that were discussed. And now, Father God, we thank you for every opportunity, every platform that you give us to talk about the kingdom of God and the kingdom agenda. And we'll continue to advance the kingdom agenda, O oh God, because uh, that's what the servants of the Lord are ordered and assigned to do. And with that, Father God, we bless you and we honor you. And again, uh, let your blessing, let your glory of, of the Lord, the glory of the Lord settle on all of these that are participating today and to the studio and to Dr. Johnson until we come again. God's blessings be yours in Jesus name. Amen. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. The glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Oh, let it rise. God bless you, body of Christ. <laughs> yes, that was excellent. <laughs>